So apparently I'm sus stew. Yes. The sus the sus lord. The sus lord stew. Yep. Because uh spoiler alert, I didn't see the new episode yet. Yep, and you sussed all over the floor when you told me about it. <laughs> sussed all over the floor. You said it's sussing time and sussed all over the place. <laughs> you already know what this is. The nerd corner. Let's get it. Double it, the time skip and get my licks hit. Throw me in the pits, watch me rise from the ashes with Dante and Zero, Mega Man X, Mega Buster Flex. Go ahead, place your bets. Who's the best? Godzilla, King Kong, Superman, Goku, Deathstroke, Deadpool, Supersonic Mario, Toucan Sam, Sonny Coco, Go Right Joe, E Honda, Jackie Chan, Jet Leonasta. You know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nerd Corner. You know who the fuck we are at this point. I'm your boy Stiz, a.k.a. Babyface Stew, a.k.a. Papa Stew, a.k.a. Pasta Stew, and the bitches call me Poppy Stew. And I'm calling you Sussy Stew. I don't know why. And you, that voice that you heard, you know him, you love him. It's the one, the only, Sonic J. Have enough. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never get enough Weezer. Okay. So, Stew. My man, yes, because sir. you have not seen this episode, do you want me to tell you about it? I mean, people listen to this podcast for the spoilers. Yes. And I'm going to watch it anyway, so you can go ahead and spoil that shit, and then I'll most likely watch it after we're done recording. My brother, the man was back. The man was back, huh? You know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. Say it. And Master Anakin. Yes. <laughs> he came well, he, back. His voice made an appearance the last episode. No. The whole thing with the voice thing. Oh, yeah, that was on the. That was on the first episode, and that was the voice of Maul saying, The Chosen One. Hmm. So, Anakin came back as a Force Ghost, but not just out of the blue. In the world between worlds. I know. You haven't seen Rebels. You're like, the world between worlds? What's that? Tell me about that, Sonic. Well, Stu, don't mind if I do. The world between worlds is a whole different dimension in between the worlds of Star Wars. And it basically stands outside of all space and time. So everything is happening all at the same time in this, this realm. Essentially, it was first introduced in the final season of Star Wars Rebels, which you need to watch or watch a recap video of. You can watch New Rockstars because you have a four-part right. um, episode series for each season of Rebels, so you can kind of get a recap and understand what the fuck's going on. So, what happened and how the heck this was found and bling blah and blah blah blah. In season two of Rebels, it was assumed that Ahsoka died in her battle against Darth Vader inside of a sith temple when they were trying to retrieve a sith holocron which maul needed a sith holocron and a jedi holocron and a jedi and they needed to meditate together and fuse these holocrons to show him the future or basically the whereabouts of obi-wan kenobi interesting after that so ezra's like damn you know kanan jarrus dead um ahsoka is dead Admiral Thrawn is a pain in my ass. I need some help from the good old Force. 
my buddy of pal of mine that I have my full faith in. What can I do? Oh, I'm going to take a nap. Oh, I have a dream about a wolf. So the this, wolf is talking to me and he's like, this, this series is based after Rebels. No, 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 no. So this Star Wars Rebels takes place before A New Hope. The last episode basically is like, oh, yeah, we beat Admiral Thrawn. And then it gives you a recap video of like, where's everyone at? What are they all doing? And then they're like, oh, yeah. So, you know, we won the Battle of Endor. Captain Rex fought there. Blah, blah, blah. The Empire is destroyed. And then Ahsoka came back. So essentially... I'm getting there. <clears throat> so, you know how in the Clone Wars series they had the Mortis? Yeah. Right? The yeah, father, yeah. the son, and the daughter. Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, the Empire found a um, a wall painting of the father, son, and the daughter. And it was heavily, like, in the Force. If, if you're trying to... If I'm, like trying to tell you like what it I mean. was a very force sensitive yes yeah. yes but the scientists couldn't figure out what the fuck to do vader's out killing jedi palpatine's palpatine in the empire you know palpapying palpapiring <laughs> yes <laughs> so he's like i need my scientist team to go there and figure out how to do this because i need to do it with my so i can get my whole yeah. ritual mojo jojo going on okay yeah, yeah. they couldn't figure it out so they they um what is it? Arrest Sabine and force her to figure out the whole thing with the uh, painting thing. But Ezra already figured it out by just touching the walls like, hmm, this feels weird over here. Yeah, and then yeah. use the force on it and then the whole thing fucking moved. He's like, whoa. All right, we need to take a second to figure out what the fuck this is. So as Sabine was like distracting the scientists and like the Empire wasn't like guarding the actual freaking sigil thingy. Um... Ezra like moved the painting and then like there was like wolves like bouncing on the fucking wall so he followed it and then it made a circle and they were running around this circle and he put his hand through and he's like the fuck is that and he jumps through completely different dimension so mind you at this time everyone was freaking out is Ahsoka alive is Ahsoka dead what's going on so like in every time that Dave Filoni during this time period would go to a Star Wars like convention he wore a shirt saying Ahsoka lives question mark before this season came out he went to one more convention and it says Ahsoka lives exclamation point <laughs> everyone's like oh shit how are they gonna make that happen yeah so she's this, basically this, in the world between worlds no so I'm getting there okay so in the world between worlds you hear voice lines from every Star Wars media the sequels the prequels the original trilogy the Clone Wars series, like you hear all these voices, all of this is going on at the same time because this realm takes place outside of time and space. And basically, he's walking on a path that's all black and it's just illuminated on the sides, and he's walking down it. And then he finds Morai, the bird of the spirit of the daughter from Mortis. Right? So you know how you know how the, the daughter gave her life force so Ahsoka can live. Yeah. Right, and, and Anakin did that thing. When that happened, her life force also transferred to a bird that always follows Ahsoka. And you remember at the end of the final season of the Clone Wars, there was that bird flying overhead where Vader looked up. That yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was Morai. Oh, okay. Okay, so it basically that is the lights, the daughter that is always with Ahsoka because mm. she has the spirit of the light side within her. Okay. So essentially, 
the bird guides guides Ezra to the point where she's fighting Darth Vader in this temple that's about to explode. Ezra and Kanan are there. Ahsoka force pushes them back as the blast door closes. They can't do shit. They're fighting, blah, blah, blah. Ahsoka puts her lightsabers on the ground, trying to, like, collapse the ground beneath Vader. And he's like, hmm, this is taking too long. Let me slice your head off. And then it rewinds, and he's like, whoa, what the hell just happened? And the bird's, like, squawking, squawking, squawking. And he's like, what? What am I supposed to do? And, like, before he did it again, Ezra reached in and pulled her out of it. And that's how she was saved. Interesting. So, but the thing is, and people are so confused about it, it's like, Dave Filoni's like, oh, it's not time travel. It takes place outside of time and space. No, that's time travel. That's how it works. She's alive, and that's how she's here now. Because essentially, she was supposed to be dead. Yeah. But she was such a big favorite character. Dave Filoni's like, hmm, let me talk to George Lucas about this. Hey, what do you think about this idea? Oh, I think it's great, Dave. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Okay, so, yes. So that is the world between worlds. Essentially, what happens in the episode... Ahsoka's fighting that bearded dude, Ray. The dude passed away, RIP. Basically, she's trying to get the map. Ray's like, hell no, you're not about to get this map. Boom, ba da bomb, ba da bomb, they fight, ba 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 da ba. That dude, Ray, is actually pretty damn strong. Like, stronger, like, strength wise than Ahsoka. Yeah. So essentially, he gets her to the point where he's like, she's like at a cliff. And then he fucking, like, and then hits her off with a lightsaber. Like, like outside the scene we assume she's dead yeah and then J- sabine's there she's like no ahsoka and then totally selling it that that ray the ray dude is like hey you know i know you're like doing this to try to save your friend ezra we're trying to save admiral thrawn how about we don't fight and you just come with us so we we both win and she's like really reluctant and then gives it to him and then she starts choking i'm like oh no Oh no, what the fuck's going on? He lied. What's going on? Because he said he's not going to hurt her. And then it's the fucking, the chick with the white hair from like way back over here, force choking her. What the and, fuck? And I'm up? like, what the, where did you come from? And then Ray's like, hey, you better stop because I told her I'm not going to hurt her. She's coming with us. And then they handcuff her, blah, blah, boom. All right. So they're on the ship. Hera and like the New Republic, like, like freaking X Wing squad shows up about to try to like take out the damn super hyperdrive ring thing. And right before they do, they do a like a sort of holdo maneuver, sort of not really because it's a ring. So they hyperspace jump, but the thing's like really wide. So they hyperspace jump, and like the, the, the ships are like right here, and the hyperspace jumps through it. Okay, so it like creates a shock wave, and like two of the X Wings like crash into each other, but then they're fine. Um, so they're already on the way to the damn planet. Okay. Right. So you remember when I told you that like Ahsoka was trying to get the map? Eventually yeah. she grabs it, but because the map was in the middle of like doing its map thing and like sending the data to the super hyperdrive thing, it was hot. So like the, the fucking map burned into Ahsoka's hand. So yeah. like so in the world between worlds, Ahsoka wakes up and she's like, "What the fuck is this place? What's going on?" And then you see you hear Anakin. Like like Hayden Christensen's voice in the, like in the, like really far back background. You have to like turn the volume all the way up to hear it. And he's like, "Hey Snips, I didn't expect you to be here so early." <laughs> and then yeah. she turns around. Man is just standing there, and I'm like, "Yo!" He looks exactly <laughs> like he did in Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Young Hayden Christensen, and I'm like freaking out because he looks so good. And she's looking at him, and then I'm like, "Oh my God, please say something else." And then this fucking episode ends. Fire. That's so fire. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm so stoked to watch that. Bro, like, bro. 
I did see the last episode. It would be so cool if like Obi Wan shows up as a Force ghost, and he's like, "Hello, Ahsoka. <laughs> Hello there." <laughs> well, didn't didn't she meet Obi Wan's ghost in in uh, Clone Wars? No. Could have sworn they met at one point. No. 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 Never talked to Obi Wan's ghost. Interesting. Yeah. So I just want to see. I really, 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 really want to see. Anakin's Force Ghost just talk to Luke. Just one time. It doesn't even have to be a long conversation. I just want to see them have that moment once in my lifetime. If I see that, I can die even happier when I die. I just want to see it once. But just seeing Hayden Christensen again, like, bro, this is like 16, 17 years in the making. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pretty cool. That's fucking dope, man. Like, yeah. I love, I love that a lot of like the mediums of that have come out from Star Wars, like the side stuff, right? Whether it be series or or like short movies or whatever, or like Rogue One. Yeah. Those little like side stories of Star Wars. It, there's so much fire stuff that they do to like pay homage to both like the prequels and the sequ and the sequels. Like, so fucking dope. Absolutely. Like Rogue One was so good. Like I always wanted to know, like, like what the actual story was when I stole the Death Star plans. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of, so one of the like original PlayStation One Star Wars games, Star Wars Dark Forces. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever played it? Yes. They're remastering it. Fire. Remastering it with 4K graphics. Oh my goodness. Bro, and remastered cinematics. Oh. That's so fire, man. I saw that and I'm like, bro. Bro, when are we going to get remastered OG Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2? Or even remastered Republic Commando? Right. You played that one too, right? Yes. Yes. I didn't play a lot of it, but I played it before. Oh, my goodness. I just want to know like, if they're going to make a game. Because at the end of that game, in your squad, one of your dudes like sacrifices himself. But like, it's a death off screen. So everyone's like, he's alive. We have to go find him. And then yeah, the game yeah. ends. And they never made a sequel. The next one they were going to make when like, they, they, they shut all the games down. They weren't going to make Battlefront 3. They were making a Darth Maul video game. Oh shit! Which was gonna play similar to uh, Force Awake or Force? Yeah, the Force Unleashed, and um, uh, they were gonna make an Imperial Commando. Oh and shit! And eventually, you're gonna come across Sev, who was that that the clone commando that like sacrificed himself, leading the rebellion. Nice. Yep. That's so fire, dude! Like I love. That's what I'm saying. Is like I love the intertwining stories. Of like you when you watch the movies and like something is mentioned, yeah, and then later on you actually see the thing that happened. And it, it, it's great because Marvel also does that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I, I'm as reluctant as I am because I did say I wasn't gonna see it before. I might end up going to see Captain Marvel two in the theater, only because like I have free movie tickets that I can use. So like I might as well go see it in the is damn the theater. Marvel, the Marvels, that's yeah, the Marvels. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to know what the after credit scene is to see like what happens, you know. Um, but Loki season two, they dropped another trailer for that. I'm gonna it, watch that. It looks yeah. so good. I think that's gonna be like, uh, aside from Guardians three, that's gonna be peak Marvel this year. Think so? Yeah. I mean, they got so much fucking, like, they have so much range, like, when it comes to a series as opposed to a movie, because they can just, like, tell so many extravagant stories and start linking, like, that, that now makes sense because of that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm thinking, because, like, they talked about this a while ago, like, through various leaks, that 
They were going to utilize the world between worlds to retcon <clears throat> the sequel trilogy. Oh, shit. That'd be fire. Because the sequel trilogy has the fans so divided, right? It needs to have more unification for it to be successful. Ahsoka, because of how like how bad fucking um, what well, what was the last thing that came out Star Wars? What was the last thing? Mandalorian. No. It was Visions. A, uh, sorta. <laughs> Anyways, so Mandalorian season three, that was like more about Bo-Katan than the the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. So fans were a little divided. Everyone was saying that Ahsoka's going to make make or break the future of Star Wars right now. And then so far, it's making it. Because Dave Filoni wrote every episode, and that dude is just an, a genius. If he's... It, listen, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, if they're, like, co-running all Star Wars, how similar to how uh, James Gunn and the other dudes co-running everything DC... Yeah, yeah. Star Wars would be fantastic. Leave Kevin Feige to fucking Marvel. Let those two run Star Wars. Everything would be good. Everything coming out would be fantastic. Oh, fucking facts, dude. Like, and especially if they ended up redoing the, the sequel series. Yes. Just give Dave Filoni a trilogy. They didn't need, like, three three movies and three different directors. Dude, I would give love that. Give Dave Filoni you a know trilogy. What I would love to see, like, a fucking, like, a, a Star Wars, like, as we were talking about, like, telling Luke's story. Yeah. But I would love to see, like, a movie about, like, fucking Cal Kestis from, from the yeah. Jedi games. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what would be really, really wild? Like super wild, right? Hear me out. Super wild. What if when they go to the planet to find Ezra, Cal Kestis is there? That'd be fire, dude. And then how how would they tie that into the games? Like that'd be so dope if he was like out there searching for something. Yeah, and he like felt a presence in the force and like used the force in his hyperdrive or something like that and yeah. guided him there. That'd be oh, cool if they find could, him first. Dude, you could actually... Well, wait. This is leading into... You said into the original series, right? Ahsoka? So so Ahsoka is is after Return of the Jedi. After Return of the Jedi, right. And so it's like it's before A New Hope. Yeah. No, no, no. New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could even go backwards like fucking... Well, actually... It's the space between worlds. So. No, you know what I think is going to happen? In the world between worlds, we're going to see um, a vision of live action Cal Kestis. I would love to see, like, the moment Cal Kestis, or I would love to see, like, one of them try to find Cal Kestis, like, end up escaping as, like, trying to go undercover as a Jedi, and, like, that's what leads into the first game. Mm hmm. Like, actually, like, they come across him where he's actually fleeing because he thinks all the Jedis are dead. Man, I want to see live-action Captain Rex. I think we're going to see him in the next episode. And they're going to be like, how do we follow him? Well, Ahsoka got the map burned in her hand. Let's try using that. <laughs> Dude, I, I gotta or, watch they're going to purgle their way there. So they're going to have like all those those squid monsters like wrap onto their ships and then just hyperspace jump that way. They're going to do it all natural. That's so fire, dude. Because remember we were we were talking about like those fish can actually hyperdrive. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, on the map, it showed eight of eight of those fish things, right? And the hyperspace jump thing only had seven. Essentially, if they do it the purgle way with those fish, mm. they could get to the planet before they do. 
That'd be dope, though. I think also, I think um, Ahsoka is going to go, like, just walk through a portal and she's already over there with Ezra. I just want to know what, what Anakin's going to say to Ahsoka. I just want to know. I just want him to be like, oh, 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 oh. Right after, like, the scene ends with Anakin showing up there and she's like, Anakin. And they're looking at each other, like, black Vader's theme plays. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on a minute. Hold on. Just leaves you feeling completely unsettled. Yeah, I'm just like, hmm, what? Huh? Huh? And it's that, like, low horn, like, yeah. and you're so like, a lot of people fuck. were saying, like, it's not actually Anakin. It's the son of Mortis, like, showing up to fuck with Ahsoka. Oh, that would be dope. That would, admit, that would be so, like, that would be so cheap. Yeah, that it would, would be, be so cheap. cheap. As, it would be cheap as fuck, but that's why the, still why would the be fuck dope. would he say, "Hey, Snips"? And then it's so cool seeing Hayden Christensen say, "Hey, Snips!" Oh my god, it was so awesome, was so awesome. So fan service, yeah. Yeah, bro. That shit is dope. I'm I'm so happy for everything Star Wars right now. Like yeah. I agree with you, man. Like if they can rebuild and fucking like keep telling fire ass stories, dude, it's just gonna pick the series back up. Yeah. Especially if you could end up streamline like streamlining everything together. Yeah. The only thing I'm sad about is uh they're ending the Bad Batch. And it's like the only thing that's tying it to the Clone Wars series. Yeah. And I love the Clone Wars series so fucking much. Dude. I don't wanna lose it. Because Clone Wars was so fire, dude. It was like, so good. This is the last little tiny specks of the Clone Wars yeah. that we got. And they're actual clones. And I'm like, dang, like I'm thinking like, damn, that dude time uh whatever his fuck fucking name is like that's voicing all the clones like he's doing it all he's voicing every fucking character i'm just like man i don't want it to end it's so dope dude i, I hope in like the the finale we're seeing the bad batch fighting delta squad from republic commando that'd be dope yeah that would be so fucking cool just tie everything in, like that yeah yeah dude i'm like i'm excited for star wars like i rewatched flash again oh yeah just because, like, I really wanted to, like, truly get a good perspective of it. And, dude, that movie is so fucking fire. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's everything that you would want out of a Flash movie. Right. And, like, the stories that you could tell from that. You know, like, dude, I hope, like, James Gunn actually does turn around the DC series. Just because, like, a lot of their solos, like, I know those were kind of hit or miss with fans. But, like, I enjoyed Aquaman. I enjoyed fucking both Wonder Woman movies. I enjoyed the first one more than the second. Yeah. But, like, just how he's been telling stories. And I'm like, these are the stories that should have been out before the Justice League. I can't wait until they make Peacemaker season two. Oh, dude. Peacemaker was so good, bro. John Cena was fucking gold in that, so, bro. My favorite scene was, like, you could have, like, Mario, fucking Luigi, Danny DeVito, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> and, and he's, like, naming off all these people. He's like, Kim Kardashian, Chloe Kardashian, the fucking Flintstones. <laughs> I got to watch that, yo. Oh my! And then like at the end of it, like they have bloopers and stuff, and there was like an extended cut of him saying even more names that were in the original <laughs> cut. And I'm like, John Cena is the most hilarious guy ever. Like, it was so so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I can't wait till Superman Legacy comes out next year. That's gonna be fire. Deadpool's coming out, and 
Dude, when you sent me that kid pool post, I was like, so fucking dope, dude. Yeah, bro. Like, ah, uh, there's so much cool shit coming out. You just gotta wait. I can't wait to play Starfield. That's what I'm gonna be doing when uh, when I get out of here. I'm gonna go home, play Starfield. Let me know how that is because like some of the guys that I work with, like I brought up Starfield. Just because, like, I sit between two gamers, right? Yeah. And so, like, anytime we talk video games, like, I know at least one of the two of them have played something, right? So, like, I brought up Starfield, and then, like, both of them were just like, yeah, fuck Bethesda. Like, like we don't, we don't play those games anymore. I mean, it's just blah, blah, blah. And I was like, have you actually played it, though? And they're like, no, I just don't trust Bethesda games yeah. because blah, blah, blah. I and I was like... What? But you're like the first person that I've heard that's like, dude, I, I'm fucking stoked to play this. It's shit. like there's so much you can do, and it's so massive. The physics. There was a guy. <laughs> he wanted to see. He wanted to see how many potatoes he can fit in the cockpit of his ship. <laughs> 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 he he felt he fit in there seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-three fucking potatoes in there, and it's not like morphing into each other. They're all like the physics are realistic. Yeah. And it's like all just that fucking going out. <laughs> And the other thing is, you can customize your spaceship, and you can walk around it. That's so dope, dude. You can walk around the inside of it while it's fucking flying. That's dope. Man, I finished Jedi Survivor. Yeah? What'd you think of that betrayal? <sighs> Broke my fucking heart, bro. Like, I, I was sitting there... I mean, can we, do we, should we spoil this? Yeah. I know what happened. I watched, I watched all the cutscenes. Dude, like... The fucking, just the scene of, of as soon as fucking Bo just puts the gun to, to Master Cordova, my brain was sitting there going, what the fuck is he doing right now? And even like how Cal and fucking Siri and everybody's reacting, they're very calm. Like, oh, he's just out of his mind. Like he's desperate because of his daughter. And then like when he puts three in fucking Cordova's chest and then fucking takes the map and flies off, I was, I was like, Yo, what? Like, he just murdered Cordova, and then it's like Cal's getting on the speeder and then has to go fly after him and then flies after him and then fucking, mind you, as they're leaving and then you're seeing the Empire making their invasion in on the fucking temple. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, that whole fight with Bode. And then I ended up dying during the fight, and I didn't realize that was part of it. Like, you had to. And then all of a sudden I see the screen go black and I was expecting the respawn to pop up with the silhouette. Like, you know how yeah. you get killed. But then all of a sudden it brings up Embrace Cal's Darkness. And I was like, what? Hit the L L3 and R3 and then like he fucking hits it. And like basically fucking force pushes and like can fucking access the dark side and become stupid powerful. Like it's fucking ridiculous, right? Ends up fucking like, or Boat ends up getting away. And in the process, like after Cal goes down, like before you actually respawn as Cal, it lets you control Seer. And like Seer as a fucking Jedi is yep. fire, bro. Like yep. her, just her force powers alone. Her big special is that whole like, like bringing everyone close to her and then force pushes everyone and kills everyone around her. Yeah. Like that shit is so dope. But then like that moment that she's like, tells fucking everybody on the ship stay here i have to go get something out of the out of the archive and then fucking when uh what's her name marin was like i'm gonna go with you no 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 you have to stay here and protect the ship and then fucking grease like bd1 go with her 
and then they, you, you're just following her whole trail going into the temple and fighting off all these stormtroopers and everybody. And then when you finally get the fucking thing, you download it into a disc, put it in BD-1, get this back to the Mantis. As soon as BD-1 flies off, all of a sudden you hear that. Yep. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. In that fight with Vader, like, saying, like, oh, you're holding back. And she's like, no, I've gotten stronger. Like, little shit like that. Yep. And then just that final scene when it looks like they're stabbing each other. But then the camera pans out and you see her fucking lightsaber missed. But his lightsaber went right through her chest. Yeah. And I'm literally sitting there like, no. <laughs> and then, like, I loved how she's still, like, standing there. Yeah. And Vader slowly walks off, but he's clearly hurt. Yeah. Like, he's cl- like she put a beating on him, right? Yeah. But then, like, him just fucking... Cl- her clutching her fucking chest and then collapsing. And then Cal catches her. And then just that moment of fucking Cal, like, he just realized he lost Master Cordova and Seer. And then just gets fucking angry and starts murdering everybody. And I'm like, dude, the, the moment when he gets to the... When he chases fucking Bode and he gets to that side planet where they assumed his daughter was. And when he gets there, it's that entire fucking Imperial Fortress... And you end up seeing the dude, like, uh, that's on the big hologram. He's basically the captain of the ship. But when yeah. he starts explaining to you that fucking he sent Boat as, like, a fucking seed to join you, becomes friends with you, gets all these interpersonal relationships, yep. tells him about his daughter, like, fucking, like, become his brother. Yeah. And then, like, infiltrate him, take the map. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, f- we're just thinking about everything that happened from the beginning. I'm like, Cal is like fucking, when he starts force choking this guy and like Marin has to stop him because like you can tell he's clearly angry and he's letting the dark yeah. side take him over. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. And then like that final shot of them burning the bodies of Bode and fucking yeah. Seer and yeah. Master Cordova and Cal's just looking off into the distance, but he's looking at Seer's burned body and then he has that whole speech with her like... I'm going to I'm going to finish what you started. I'm going to I'm going to remake this order. I'm going to protect everyone. I will do what you what you could not like all this stuff. But then like all of a sudden you see her force ghost come up and she's like walk her through the darkness, Cal. And then that that's all she says, but then when Cal turns around and then like walks past her on the screen, she's gone. But the last shot you see is fucking Sears lightsaber and I'm like, "Oh my god, bro. So fire." Like, that game, I, I was like, the, when they had the funeral, the initial fun- funeral, I literally squeezed a tear out. I was like, yep. dude, because Cal is like, th- like he just lost his family. Yep. And I'm just sitting here like, I love the growth of him and Marin together. Like, that moment when they fucking get to Tantalor, and like, she turns around, immediately kisses Cal, mm-hmm. but the entire time Grease is fucking going, ah! She fucking kisses yep. him, and then, like, while he's screaming, she just smacks him in the face, and he wakes up, and he looks, and he's like, oh, we're here. He's like, I'm glad none of us were freaking out. Am I right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that game was so fire, dude. Like, if they made anything live action with Cal Kestis, that shit would be dope. I mean, they can do it, man. They can literally do it. And, um, yeah, it, it was so good. I just... So, so, um, uh, Sam Witwer, like, teased that he's definitely going to be doing something for Ahsoka. Yeah. He just can't talk about it. <laughs> That's what Such he said, bro. Such a fucking bro. tease, he man. Said, he's he like, said, hey, bro. Hey, hey, listen. He's like, 
Dave Filoni's I got some shit to show you. Dave Dave Filoni's a genius. I can't talk about anything. <laughs> hey, I got some shit I'm gonna show you. That's oh, what, he what said, is bro. it? Can't tell you though. Hey man, like listen, like on the DL, can't tell you about it. He did to be or not to be annihilated. <laughs> yes, perfect. I love that sound so much. But essentially, he's pulling the Andrew Garfield. Oh, that's not me. That's Photoshop. Yeah, I don't know who that I is. I am not the wolf in sheep's clothing. It's not me. Stop thinking it's me, because it's not. Dude, that amazing Spider-Man 3 would be so fire, bro. They already said they're making it. I know, but just like his redemption as a Spider-Man? Yeah. Or like... Or actually, well, no, I, he, I don't like, think they're making it. They're putting him in Venom 3. Uh, yeah, so that he's going to be the Spider-Man in there. Um, but Spider-Man 4, bro. 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 Tom Holland has to fight six people. Oh, they're doing the Sinister Six? He has to fight Prowler. And like five other people that I can't think of right now. That's so fire, dude. But he has to fight the Prowler. Live action Childish Gambino. Oh, that's probably... We'll definitely get a fucking Miles Morales. Yep. Yeah. Bro, I'm, I'm kind of mad. Why? They delayed... Spider-Verse 3 until 26. I know. I know. That's the dude, same that's year as Secret Wars. I think uh, even then, I think Secret Wars is going to get pushed even farther because of the strikes. Probably, yeah. Uh, bro, we're not going to get Secret Wars until 2030. I know. My heart. <laughs> Facts, my <bro>. soul. <laughs> you know what's going to be fire, though? What's up? If it does happen like that, Sterling's going to be eight years old and he'll fully understand. He'll be like, whoa. Do you know what I can't wait for? Like, I know it has, or it, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but I've been hearing rumors that they're working on it. The third God of War. Yeah. Like, of this, like, 2018 yeah, yeah. series? They are. They are. <sighs> Man, It'd that be cool. Shit. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. You know what I want? Borderlands 4. Fuck yes, dude. And they just dropped that fucking... That whole package that they remastered every Borderlands game for PS5. Yep. yep. And I'm like, dude, I need to play that shit. Yep. I'm still on. I've been playing uh, three with my boy Brush. Shout out to him one time. But yeah, like he, fucking dude, four would be so dope. I'm surprised nobody's ever tried to make a Borderlands movie. They are. They, it, it literally just got confirmed two months ago. Really? It's coming out next year. Like, dude, a movie, especially, like, if they were serious when they need to be, but also goofy as fuck. Yeah. Like, dude, that whole vibe as a movie would be fire. It'd be so funny if John Cena was in it. Facts, right? I want to see another another Suicide Squad movie. (laughs) That movie was so good. James Gunn, like, literally made it, like, the coolest fucking movie. I have to watch it again. Bro, I was so shocked when that first team just, like, got fucking annihilated. And, like, Pete, Pete, Pete Davidson was, like, dead in, like, the first 10 seconds. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's me. I'm the one that contacted you. <laughs> and then you have that one dude who's like, my power is I can pop my arms off my body. <laughs> I have to watch that shit again. Oh, my God. Uh, but, no, John, John Cena. I need more John Cena in my life. Bro, Dude, C- I actually CM watched- Punk. 
What the hell is going on with him? Oh my goodness, what bro. Happened? Give me the give me the short story though. I don't want to hear the long story. Give me the short sweet story. So, long story short, while ago Jungle Boy, you know who Jack Perry is? Sounds familiar. So, he used to be Jungle Boy and now he's just going by his name Jack Perry. He's a heel, all this shit. Yeah. Well, apparently he was going to be taking a vacation, so he wanted to do a spot on television where he got hurt. Where well no, he went through glass. Like he wanted to go through glass on TV and they were management was like, "No, that's like he wanted to get real glass instead of like sugar glass or whatever." And of course the company was like, "No, that's stupid. Like you'll you can cut yourself up, you'll get injured like we need you as a star like we need you to be healthy when you come back and so that was one thing right so he didn't want to listen he wanted to keep doing this so management goes to cm punk and they're like hey talk to this dude like he doesn't want to hear us like maybe he'll hear one of his peers so i don't know how that exchange went but apparently long story short punk had told him like dude leave that shit on wednesdays don't do that on our show which is their fucking Saturday Night Collision. Yeah. So I remember at the time when it happened and it got reported, I was like, oh, it's a non-story. It's whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So during the pre-show of their all-in pay-per-view in London, uh, they were doing their buy-in show and it was live on YouTube and whatever. And uh, one of the last matches on the pre-show was uh, Jack Perry versus Hook, FTW rules for the FTW champion, or for... for yeah, yeah, the FTW championship. And during the match, or like, or fucking Perry had come out, like, during his entrance in a limo, and they parked the limo on the stage. And so those fucking FTW rules, it's no rules, it's hardcore everything. So they're fighting all over the building, and they fight up the ramp, and they get to the, they get towards the car. And at one point, fucking Jack Perry did uh, uh, a Rob Van Dam move on the fucking hood of the car, did a rolling thunder onto Hook. But then when he walked around the car, he looked into the camera and he was just like, oh, you see this? And he taps on the windshield and he's like, real glass, cry me a river. And then proceeds to take a back bump like, like fucking he was rushing at, at Hook. Hook back bumped him and he flew over him and went through the windshield. And it was just like that, that like shatter windshield, yeah. you know cut up his back cut up his, the back of his arms like it wasn't like bad bad but like you could tell like the glass got him right yeah well they finished the match whatever hook ends up winning he goes through the curtain fucking apparently jungle boy went through the curtain punk would got in his face and was like what the fuck was that because again to punk's perspective he talked to the dude and he was the only one in the in the room watching the monitor and so he's like fucking jungle boys saying this shit to me so apparently at some point he fucking goozled him like was choking him apparently he sucker punched him punk sucker punched him yeah so apparently that's what happened but apparently uh when he tried choking him he had him in like a guillotine choke or something they knocked over a couple of monitors and and according to tony khan like he put a bunch of people's lives in danger and this is the second time that a fight has happened involving CM Punk within a year. Because I don't know if you remember what happened at All Out last year. No. During that, there was a media scrum after the show. And Punk had just won the title and he was hurt. And dude, he shot the most shoot promo, shitting all over the Young Bucks, on, the, on Kenny Omega, 
on Hangman Adam Page saying that these guys are EVPs and they couldn't even teach their way out of a kindergarten class. Like he was shitting all over them and he was shitting on like, like he could long story short with that. When punk got hired at the same time, he got hired his former tag team partner, Colt Cabana wasn't renewed on his contract. So to the young bucks perspective, they're like CM Punk is the reason that he, our friend's not here anymore. So they start spreading rumors about punk to like all these dirt sheets and shit and people are fucking reporting on it because they're like inside information tells us blah 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 trying to shit all over CM Punk and then at one point Punk was feuding with Hangman Adam Page for the for the uh, AEW title and Hangman spit this workers rights promo basically shooting on him saying that they have to protect the locker room from you like like really shitting on CM Punk and then the following week he shoots this promo that punk's not in the building so he's running his mouth saying a lot of shit that's pissing punk off basically okay so during this media scrum at all out last year punk is addressing all of this shit right and he's just like like the the quote of the fucking rant that he said he was just like i'm old i'm hurt and i work with fucking children and he basically said in you know no more no other words if you have a problem with me you know where the fuck i am come talk to me he's like or come do something about it yeah lo and behold he leaves the fucking press conference goes to his room and the young bucks show up with a lawyer and somebody else and a fight presumes like they're going to a volatile cm punk but not just as wrestlers they're the evps of the fucking company yeah so it resulted in this whole brawl Punk's friend uh, Ace Steel ends up getting suspended. Punk gets suspended and stripped of the title. Fucking the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega get stripped of the trio's titles. And they had just won them that night. Yeah. And then they're off television. And Punk was actually hurt. He ended up tearing his triceps. So he was gone for like several months, right? Yeah. So at one point when Punk came back, when Punk was coming back, the elite didn't want to work with him. So they were threatening to quit. Like if if they didn't want to, or if he was, they were working with him. Yeah. So Tony Tony Khan ends up making a new show on Saturdays called called Collision, and basically gives CM Punk like creative control. Okay. So that way he can have him on one show and the Bucks and the Elite on the other show. Okay. But it's two different shows basically. Yeah. So first night that Punk comes back on this show. He's on Collision or the other show? Uh, on Collision. Yeah. So when he first comes back and like he has that first appearance on Collision and then he shoots this whole promo about like me, like tell me when I'm telling lies and he's just like talking about how like he doesn't fuck. We called like he we had a little shot at the Young Bucks saying like counterfeit bucks. It was a great line too, but it was like, like he's still clearly beefing with them, right? So fast forward to this year. Uh, prior to all in happening you know there was this whole jack perry thing that was going on but at the same time like as soon as you know he had told him like yeah we're not doing that glass spot right after that like punk goes to apparently he left his place was set setting up a meeting with tony khan and the young bucks and kenny omega to like fucking squash the beef so he flies down to atlanta for this yeah he flies down to Atlanta, and while him and Tony are there waiting, the elite bail, and they're like, yeah, we don't want to do this. We don't want to work with him. Just being children. Yeah, wow. Right, so Punk left Atlanta, went back home to spend time with his wife and his dog, mm-hmm. and then he left and he went to London. 
Well, apparently when he got to London, there wasn't a car waiting for him. He had no idea where the fuck he was. He didn't know like where his hotel was. Fans had to help him and like guide him through going on trains and buses and shit to wow. f- even find his hotel and find Wembley Stadium. Okay. So imagine you're CM Punk, right? And you're fucking getting ready to set up this meeting because you want to squash your beef. You're like, dude, we're professionals. Let's make some money together. And then all of a sudden, the people that you're trying to squash beef with go, yeah, we're not going to do that. That would be mad. Right. So he's already pissed at that. Goes back home to spend time with his wife and dog because I'm sure he wanted to get out of his head. Yeah. But then he shows up in London. There's no travel waiting for him. They, mind you, this this dude is like the biggest star in the fucking company, right? Yeah. And there's nobody there to pick him up at the airport. He doesn't know where his hotel is. Like, he he has names of places, but doesn't know where to go. And, like, fucking, is ex- like, fans are helping him do this. So, I'm sure when he's showing up to Wembley Stadium, he's already in that mind state. Like, first, the elite don't want to fucking talk to me. Now, my travel, what the fuck? And then he's sitting there just, like, you know, in the gorilla position because his match was on first on the actual pay-per-view and he's looking at the monitor and he's got this kid going real glass, cry me a fucking river, thinking like, that's a shot at me. Yeah. Of course he's going to be in that mind state where he's like, like man. yo man, what the fuck? And so apparently they threw hands and lo and behold, like Jack was suspended and he was told to leave the stadium. Punk was, was apparently pissed and screaming like, I fucking quit. I hate this place. Apparently, he lunged at Tony, according to Tony, and that's what got him fired. Yeah. So, yeah. This all fucking happens before his match when he's walking out. Mm -hmm. So, he ends up walking, like, Joe calms him down. He goes and he has the pay-per-view. And then, two days, or, like, three days later... On Dynamite, it's basically fucking uh, noted right before Dynamite happens. Fucking Tony Khan puts a statement out on on fucking Twitter. Or no, no, this is before a collision. Yeah. So it was like the night before. So before Rampage, I remember I was at work and I see this fucking note on Twitter that AEW had tweeted out, and it was basically explaining that like we had to let Phil Brooks, CM Punk go. Uh, for cause because like like they were basically laying out like like something happened at, at all or yeah. at all in that fucking got him fired. Do you think he's gonna come back? I that, think that got a lot of attention. I think like there's some people that think this is a work, right? They think oh this story was put together just to put heat on the company, and I'm just like uh mm, I don't know because like again when CM Punk left the first time, like after the whole brawl out thing. And, like, he was injured, he was off TV, he got stripped of the title, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega got stripped of the titles, and, like, he was just gone, right? Yeah. During that time, like, he had a whole, uh, like, he had a whole spat with The Miz on Twitter, and, like, Miz had said something like, oh, you're changing the culture, some stupid fucking line that, like, he was basically, like, poking fun at CM Punk. And CM Punk told him to go cut, like suck a blood-covered dick in Saudi Arabia or some shit like that. Right. So this whole spat happens while he's injured. As he's healing up, he he showed up while he was away from AEW to a Raw. He was at Raw in the backstage. Apparently, CM Punk was yeah, at Raw. Okay. Yeah. So he walked into Raw looking for the Miz to try to squash the beef with him. Yeah. And so I'm sure while he was there, he's already rekindling ties with people and fucking having conversations with people. Yeah. I was actually talking with one of my guys at work. Shout out Josh one time. He's 
like low key one of my best friends. This button. Nah, that is the ding. <laughs> oh. Nah, but like <sighs> we were talking about this, and I was like, look. I had t- I remember I had commented on one of the posts about it. I was just like, it, it breaks my heart to see it because I love CM Punk. But at the same time, like if he was this much of a problem, like this is necessary. But I can't help but feel that all of this would have been avoided had Punk and fucking Cabana never had their falling out. Yep. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, CM Punk's not going to want to show up to, like, an Impact Wrestling, right? Because I don't think they could even afford him. No. He's not going to show up to a new Japan Pro I Wrestling. at this point, because, like, the Edge the Edge retired. I think he's going to retire. I think Edge is going to AEW, to be honest. What? Dude, Christian's there. Wait, let me let me ask you something. Did, did Jeff Hardy finally retire? No, Jeff and Matt Hardy are still in AEW. They oh, were actually, bro, they just had a tag match on. I saw a video of, like, Jeff, on. like, missing, like, three fucking flips. You know what I'm talking about? Did you see that video? His swantons? Yeah, he like he like did it three times in a row and he fucking missed. Yeah. I don't like and everyone's like like I saw the comments like he just needs to retire. He can't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't know how long ago that was, but Well like, no, that was part of his match this past week, but okay. like the Hardys were still wrestling tag matches. Like okay. that's what they're still doing. Did did Jeff like um, get past his drug issues, or is he still like doing drugs and it's like a problem? I I mean I'm sure he's gotten past it, but like dude's been fucking up for a while. Yeah. And like Tony wanted to get him clean, and like Matt wants to see him clean, and like they've been doing everything they can to keep him there. So, I mean I haven't heard of anything. I don't know, but yeah, AEW is is interesting because like. I'm I'm curious to watch what happened on Dynamite tonight because apparently last week during Collision it was in Chicago in the United Center because they were going to have the all out pay-per-view the next night and apparently at the end of Collision after all the cameras went off air the fucking elite were literally taking a victory lap around the United Center laughing about how CM Punk's gone. And I'm sitting here like, okay, well, there's still... It's probably a bit. It's probably a bit. Well, that's what people, some people say, but it's like they're doing this and there's still some fans like leaving, watching this, like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. So, of course, if that gets out on the internet or they're on Dynamite doing shit like looking in the camera, doing the go to sleep sign, all they're doing is building stock for CM Punk. Because one of the interesting things that people are curious about... They don't know if there's a non-compete on CM Punk. Then I learned something different that I'm kind of interested in. CM Punk can get access to the fucking tapes in Wembley and can release them to the public. And in all honesty, like, throughout all of this, like, fucking the whole report happened. Tony's been asked about it at every press scrum. Tony apparently came out before uh, Collision the night before All In apparently addressed the live crowd and fucking explained to everybody like it broke his heart what he had to do he got booed by the chicago crowd like that it was so tone deaf but like basically was apologizing for having to fire punk but we're gonna have great events and we're gonna do blah 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 if the if the elite keeps taking shots at him all that's doing is building stock for cm punk and if triple h can squash that beef with him and understand that this is best for business i'm just gonna tell you three words Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk. Oh, jeez. That would be incredible. Dude, like, th- just the fucking promos alone. That would be so incredible. And then, dude, you tell a story, like, fucking Triple H. Like, I would love if Punk came back as a massive heel in AEW and Triple H just goes, here's a live microphone. Go talk to the crowd. 
that would get so many fucking eyeballs on that. People from AEW would go like, oh, if they got, if they heard CM Punk is on Raw and he will be speaking for the first time in front of the WWE audience, people are going to tune into that shit, dude. Absolutely. Because he's going to be like, oh, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, some shit. Or, you know, even if he's got like, a, say like maybe he has a gag order, still CM Punk. He's going to find some way to make reference to it without making reference to it. And it's basically just going to get the crowd cheering and then wanting to see what he does every week. That would be really wild. And then the more AEW takes shots at him, the more people are just going to want to watch CM Punk and see what he's going to do to respond. You know it would be really wild? Hmm. Hear me out. So wild. So wild. CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. Flip I it. can see it. But the tribal chief is down. I don't think I don't think CM Punk would face him for the title. I think honestly that would be a feud I would have post Roman Reigns losing that belt to Cody Rhodes because you know that's where this is all going. Yeah, you know it'd be cool. I feel like hold on, I'm doing a little fantasy booking here. All right. I feel like this January at the Royal Rumble, I feel like uh, fucking Cody Rhodes is gonna be an entrant within the first fucking like seven entrants in the Rumble. Yeah. And he's gonna be the Iron Man of the Rumble. Yeah. Go through everything, go through every one, and then fucking at the end, maybe have a rematch with Gunther. And then people are like, this is Gunther's time. And then fucking Cody throws him out. Honestly, last year's Rumble, I was like, I wanted Gunther to win that Rumble because everything in my soul needs to see Gunther chop the fucking soul out of Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, could you imagine, bro, if like fucking literally there was a little mini beef between the Bloodline and Imperium? Yeah. You know, and like the fucking matches between the Usos and fucking Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Dude, that would be so fire. Are you kidding me? That whole that whole entire feud would be just fucking chef's kiss, but we're not getting that. We would be getting fucking Cody Rhodes, and then the next night on Raw, CM Punk's there to run his mouth to him. Yep. And then the next fucking SmackDown, he's there to run his mouth to Roman. CM Punk just needs to go on another 40, 444 days of being champion. Dude, that's not even impressive anymore. Roman Reigns is past 1,000, bro. End it! End him. Dude, he's going to hold that until How did Brock Lesnar not beat that guy yet? He did, though. He yeah. beat him a long time ago. He beat him before he became the tribal chief. But why? He's already at 1,000. Brock Lesnar ain't going to beat him again? No, Brock Lesnar's, Brock Lesnar's away from Roman Reigns. Right now, I guarantee you they're just building, they're just building like fucking well, the Well, John Cena just hosted line. that last, that last oh, event. We're going to get Cena versus Roman at some point between now and Roman. The champ is here! Cena's not going to beat him, though. This is going to be Cena putting him over for a third time. And then fucking like you, you just have him as the still this fucking monster, like running with an iron fist. What's the, what's the world record right now for longest? Bruno San Martino. How long did he have for? Like three and a half years. How long are we at now with Roman? Uh, actually, no, it was more than three and a half years. Because Roman's at three and a half years now. I feel like, like, fucking Bruno was almost a decade. I'm sitting here in front of a computer. So he's got a 
combined fucking runtime of like 6,000 days. So I, I found one that says 4,040 days. Yeah. Well, that was his second reign. His first reign was 2,803 days. So Roman just passed 1,000. Sheesh. Yeah. And honestly, I don't see him holding it past this year's WrestleMania. Because he's main evented the last three or four. What if they like? What if they wrote it as like, yeah, we're gonna break the record for the first time in WWE. I mean, I wouldn't put it past WWE to have him hold it for an another year and then put him against The Rock at WrestleMania 41. And then beats him there. Yeah, but then fuck. Who else can they throw at him just to like make it as epic as possible? Like I said, dude, Gunther is a perfect dude. Fucking Drew McIntyre is a perfect dude. Cody what if they, what if they brought back dude? Goldberg? Dude, could you imagine if they built to an elimination chamber and it was all like the recent dudes that fucking Roman is beaten versus Roman for the title? No, you know it'd be cool. Yeah, like all Roman the all the like him. all the most prestigious people who had the championship belt. No, I'm just saying. The Rock, like, John Cena, whoever else, and it's all of them trying to get the belt from Roman. Dude, no, Roman elimination chamber versus Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre. Fucking Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Jey Uso. Why would he fight his own family? Dude, this whole thing started because of Jey Uso. Mm. I haven't watched it enough. But Dude, like, I'll send you a video that's literally like two and a half hours long explaining the entire bloodline. Okay. Because it starts with Roman showing up at SummerSlam like five years ago and he beats think, the shit out of the Do you think fiend. Shield is ever going to come back? No, dude. Moxley's happy in AEW. Rollins needs to get his fucking back fixed and Roman's not going to go back to the Shield, dude. This tribal chief shit put him in another atmosphere. What What did he change his name to? The other, the other dude, not Rollins? Moxley? Yeah, he changed his name to Moxley. I thought it was... Moxley was his original wrestling name, John Moxley. No, it was something different when they were in the Shield. No, you're you're thinking WWE. I'm telling you, prior to him being in WWE, he no. was John Moxley. Okay, what was his WWE name? Dean Ambrose. That's it. Dean Ambrose. That's yeah. such a cool name. That better than John Moxley. Nah, bro. Dean Ambrose? You're telling <laughs> me that is not a stronger name? Dude, you sound like such a WWE. That sounds show. like, oh my god, that's such a sussy name. Hey guys, I'm John Moxley. Good to meet ya. Who wants to suss with me over here? <laughs> and then you got Dean Ambrose, the psycho. You know what you sound like right now? You know what's fun? You know what's cool about Dean Ambrose? You know what's fun? Cool about Dean Ambrose? He fought with jeans on. He didn't need any. He still fights with jeans on, bro. I know, I know, but he had Dean Ambrose as a name. Yeah, but he's more violent now. He's fucking going by this whole death jitsu shit. Why, why John Moxley? That was his original name. But Dean Ambrose is cooler. No, dude, you never watched the run of John Moxley pre-WWE. The reason he was signed to WWE. Dude, why did he change his name in the first place? Because WWE wants to own everything. That's oh. why they changed his name. So what was what was uh, Roman Reigns' other name? Roman Reigns. He's oh he's been Roman Reigns since he was fucking in FCW. What about Seth Rollins? Did he ever change his name from? Before? Seth Rollins used to be Tyler Black in, in Ring of Honor. Tyler Black? Yeah. That's a lame name. <laughs> Watch out, guys! Here comes Tyler Black off the top turnbuckle. Whoa, Tyler Black! <laughs> He's gonna leave you black and blue! Dude, if you would have watched that era of Ring of Honor, 
you would fall in love with that shit, dude. It's so fucking brilliant professional wrestling. That's when you have like Nigel McGuinness versus Brian Danielson. I want to see an Iron Man match again. Another Iron Man match. That's what I want to see. Or you know, you know what's like really cool? It was on like the older WWE games. Did you see the Iron Man match between MJF and and Brian Danielson? You need to watch that match. Send it to me. I'll watch it. It's so fucking fire, bro. bro. You know you need to watch the new episode of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to after the show. Yeah. And then you're going to see my boy Hayden Christensen and be like, shut it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go outside. This 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 drink right here is for my boy Hayden. He's hating all over the floor right now in Star Wars. I swear I'm going to call this episode Sus Stew and Marky Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Sus Stew and Marky Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all 13 of our listeners oh, shut up Sh- shut up john moxley you, you weird ass name <laughs> what, was, what was the other dude's name ryan black tyler black tyler black ew his name was tyler of course it was tyler <laughs> Oh, watch out, guys. Here comes Tyler. Dude, the shield was so fire. Like, I feel like they broke them up too quick, but, dude, it oh, started. It they started had everything. Seth Rollins was super fast. Dean Ambrose was leading them. You got Roman Reigns as the muscle. You, know, they, you could not beat them. Right. And every time, like, their, their theme. Ooh, I like this song. Dude, like. Every time their theme song came on. Oh. They're coming in from all angles. Well, that's the thing is with the Shield, like they were able to put something into into WWE that hadn't existed for a while there. Where it was like somebody's music would hit and the place would go fucking nuts. And then you got these three dudes that all wrestle differently. They attack you differently. They fucking address you differently. Like Ambrose is the fucking front of, he's the front man talking all of his shit. Rollins is the technician who's like cere- he's like mini Triple H where he's like cerebral assassin junior and shit and then Roman it, it didn't say much believe that and he was just like I but he's just muscle. like this big menacing all he did was right. <laughs> but like when they broke them up right yeah they were brilliant with the breakup they were sloppy on the follow up yep because absolutely what, what should have happened one, Roman should have gotten his own music just like Rollins and Ambrose did. The problem was, like, Ambrose turned, or Rollins turned heel. Mind you, he hit Roman first. And then that's what caused Ambrose to lose his shit and start fighting him. But that feud should have been Rollins and Am- or Rollins and fucking Reigns immediately. Yeah. Because, like, you have Reigns, like, he's the fucking muscle of the group. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You crown him at that point, or you fucking have Rollins put him over to the point to where you're now, like, invested in Roman's chase. Yeah. Problem was, they gave Rollins a fire fucking gimmick, being the technician, and he's, like, smarter than everybody. And then he's, like, working with the authority. Right, and everything is best for business. Yeah, it's (laughs) best for business. Well, and then Ambrose, they kind of made him his John Moxley character at first, where he's this crazy wild man that's going to fight you. Didn't they have uh, a Survivor Series where it was John Cena's team versus the authority team? Yeah. And Moxley was one of, like, the sole survivors on it? Yeah. Yeah, like, and he was a monster fucking baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. John Cena's team had, had, had him, and then, like, all of John Cena's team eliminated. You got Dean Ambrose. I think it was like three other dudes left on the other team. Yeah. And Dean Ambrose is just fucking being a fucking monster in the ring. Just running through yeah. everybody. Yeah, right? and he yeah. was just doing it. I, I don't remember how that match ended, though. 
I think Ambrose was the sole survivor. And he won? Yeah. Oh. But that's what I'm saying. Is So, like, those two dudes fucking, like, became megastars outside of the shield. Yeah. Roman kept the shield gear, kept the shield music, and kept the fucking entrance. So, of course, when he kept everything, and then it's like... People were, dude, I remember at the time, I was a big fucking fan of the Shield. I loved the Shield and I loved the Wyatt family. And like when they feuded those two, it was so short, but for what it was, it was fucking gorgeous, dude. Like when they, at Survivor Series like 2016, like they fucking, or no, I think it was 2014, I want to say, I can't remember, 13 or 14, fucking like when the Wyatt and the Sh- when the Wyatts and the Shield were facing off with each other, they hadn't even touched yet and they had the crowd screaming, holy shit. Because it's like, oh, th- this is a war that's going to happen because the Wyatts were fucking fire, too. My favorite Survivor Series was John Cena's team versus the Nexus. <sighs> that one pisses me off, Why? though. Why? Because John Cena should have lost that. But John Cena is John Cena. Right. It, LOL, John Cena wins, and that's why people got sick of it. Well, listen, Dude, the he's Nexus, the super hold on, deal. Hold on. The Nexus should have won that fight. The reason they didn't was because, again, they brought Brian Danielson back as Daniel Bryan, and, like, people popped for him, and he's on Cena's team. But the problem was they eliminate everybody on Cena's team, and Cena single-handedly dismantles the Nexus. That was the worst shit you could have done for a group that you're trying to establish as a threat. And that's what I'm saying is, like, fucking Wade Barrett should have beaten Cena for the title at Survivor Series. Fucking, they they should have won at SummerSlam. Like... They were taking over the show. The night that the Nexus debuted and they like tore Raw up and like Brian was fucking choking Justin Roberts with his tie. They're beating the shit out of out of Orton and out of Cena. And it's like, you know, these dudes are wrestlers, but it was almost like, dude, what the fuck is happening right now? Who are these guys? Yeah. And they're just beating the fuck out of everybody. They beat up the commentators. They took everything out. So it's just silence and then beating the shit out of people. You know what I just remembered? When they did the SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series of who was going to be the general manager of WWE. Which was so stupid. Oh my god. And then John Laurinaitis' team won. And then like it led up to him being people power. Yeah. And then like... And it was so bad. And it was so bad, but it was like the highest viewed thing on television even better than The Walking Dead at that point. And The Walking Dead was like just coming out exploding. And then like freaking Vince McMahon comes in and he's like, listen here, bud. I'm going to fucking fire you if you don't fucking knock it off. He's like, do a punk. I got all these numbers. I got the people power. And I got the big show and an ironclad contract. I was like, what that the shit fuck? was so fucking annoying. <laughs> and then bro. and then they're like, okay, we're doing an I quit match. But it's more of like an I fire match. If John Cena loses, he's fired. If the big show loses because you gave him a fucking ironclad contract, you're fired. And I was like, John Cena, AA, the fucking big show. I was losing. That wasn't my even shit. the first time he's done it. I know, but I was losing my shit. I was losing Dude, my it was shit. So bad, bro. This, like and, and when then, they but like, all right, when they first brought in the Nexus and they took over Raw that night and it yeah. was uncomfortable as fuck to watch, but it would, that's what made it great. Yeah. And then fucking Wade Barrett is the clear general of this fucking group. And he's like, we're taking over like this. We're sick of WWE being the way that it is. And they're just invading people's matches and beating the shit out of everybody. And they're a menace to the roster. Yep. And then like you have them go to SummerSlam. Dude, they should have had a decisive win at SummerSlam. You want to fucking have the moment where Cena beats Wade, Wade Barrett? That's WrestleMania. But I'm like, dude, fucking like, if you would have had Wade Barrett as the WWE champion, you had Justin Gabriel and I forget who his tag team partner was as fucking tag champs. 
You have like fuck like dude, all the mind you, all the little stars that were in in fucking Nexus, yeah. had they been booked properly, every would everyone would have became a yeah. bigger star you're, from You're it, right, you're right. You know, you know what I just remembered? When Ryback was first introduced and how like fucking insane that dude was. They had Ryback as one of the biggest stars in the whole company. People were chanting "Feed me more." He's doing all these like yep. crazy job matches on yep. Raw. Remember when the fucking people. when he was fighting the fucking he he was like on a win streak. Yeah. Out of nowhere, a ref punches him in the nuts and the streak was broken because he was fighting Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar pinned him and won. Yeah. And then he fought the fucking ref in the next match, and I was like. Yo, he's fighting a normal dude. dude. What, what, like, what killed Ryback was that whole thing where he ended up getting slotted into that Hell in a Cell match with CM Punk, while CM Punk was in the middle of that 434 day reign. Yeah, Ryback was not going to beat him at Hell in a Cell, and then they just proceeded to have one of the worst fucking Hell in a Cell matches you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and like. They had to end it with fuckery because you don't want to beat Punk, but you also don't want to beat Ryback because this is the guy that you're building right now with the undefeated yes. streak. And it's yeah. like they booked themselves into a corner with him, and then that's what killed Ryback's whole fucking yeah, energy. Because then he just kept losing, and exactly. I'm just like, what the fuck? This dude's weak as shit. Exactly. Well, they, they ended up fucking doing that to him, and then they start booking him to lose because they wanted to use that to turn him heel. Because they're like, oh, he's a monster. He should be a monster heel. And I'm like, he should still be a monster, like yeah. angry, beating the shit out of people. And then it gets too far. And that's what turns it. Wasn't, wasn't Ryback on John Cena's team? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember now. And then um, and then a little bit after Ryback came, I was uh, Big E Langston. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, like, remember when AJ fucking Lee was the general manager? Dude, and like Big E was, was like her bodyguard? Dude, I remember when she was Divas champion and, and like she was one of the longest reigning champions and having Big E as her bodyguard and Dolph Ziggler as her right hand. Yeah. Like, so fire, bro. Are you kidding me? Like that cash in when, when Ziggler had, when he cashed in on, uh, yeah. on fucking uh, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. And won the title. Yep. Like that group was so dope, bro. Dolph Ziggler was was an assassin, bro. Oh fuck yeah, For dude. Real. He's he's one of the greatest workers they've ever had. But yep. the problem is, because he bumps around like a madman and he makes everybody look good, they slotted him in as, in as a jobber because he sells everybody's shit like a million bucks. Who was that one dude who was like really annoying? He's like, I'm the one man band, baby. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? That was John Morrison, bro. Oh man. Uh, oh, no, 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 that was Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, not Heath Ledger fucking uh, Heath Ledger's an actor, bro. Oh. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> Heath, and I don't know. But Hold, he's on. Like, Hold on, I got to look this up. I got to look this up. I was he's, Every time he came out, I'm the one-man band, baby. And then everybody hated him. And then he had, like, two other, like, fucking unknown people from the WWE. Dude, one the, dude had a turban, and they were like, we're the 3MB, the 3-man band, baby. Dude, you realize Drew McIntyre was in that group, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Drew McIntyre and Jinder, Jinder Mahal. Who was the one-man band WWE? Who was it? Heath Slater. Heath Slater, yeah. Dude, fucking, like, that dude was, like, a lifelong jobber, but then when, like, him and Rhino became a team, they became, like, a monster babyface team because fucking Heath Slater comes out and he starts spitting this promo about, I got kids. Like, like fucking being your, your everyday man and, like, became one of the biggest baby faces in the whole company. Yeah. Like, they had little shit that they were doing that was, like, so fire. 
But then, like, making dumbass decisions like putting the fucking title on Jinder Mahal when Jinder Mahal's a jobber. Yep. Stupid shit like that. You know who I miss? The great Kali. I don't. Why? He had terrible knees. He was put on terrible matches. He was so big. Yeah, he was so big. He's literally for show, man. I like, know. It was intimidating. <laughs> every well, time he was in a... Every time... Listen, shit. bro. Every time he was in a Royal Rumble and you just see him push him up against the damn rope and just hold him there, I was losing my shit. I was like, yeah, slap his fucking chest. And then he goes, boom. And everyone's like... You're hilarious, Sonic. Thank you, man. <laughs> I have fun sometimes. I'm going to show you some wrestling that'll change your life, bro. Yeah? Yeah. I'll show you some uh, Hot Wheels racing that'll change your life. Dude, that shit was so fire. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're sitting here chilling before we're doing the podcast, and then Sonic's explaining this whole, like, Hot Wheels, like, league racing, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. But, like, everything is a toy in it, and, like, they fucking have play-by-play guys that actually, like, do commentary during the whole thing. They actually have tournament brackets. Like, it's an actual eSport. Yeah. But it's Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and, bro, they started that shit. They started that shit with marbles. Dude, so fire. Like, so fire. But, like, setting them both up is, like, a rally track race, yeah. and then, like, Whoever's inside is usually getting the lead, and yeah, like, and then it's like, are right, you get extra points if you get big air after the finish yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a, there's a bunch of points, like so if you have enough speed going down that hill and then hit the fucking ramp, like you'll launch further. Yep. That shit was so dope, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna end up like watching a bunch of that right now. Yeah, it's like, bro, it's so fucking good. They have like, they have drag races, street races. I was like, I was watching like regular car ones, and I'm like, wait. They have Hot Wheels monster trucks. Why don't we see a monster truck one? And that's the closest one. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's so fucking great, man. Like that, like I love, I've been realizing, I've been loving watching like esports, like shit put together. The Rocket League championship just happened this past year. And like watching the final of that was so fucking dope. It's like Team Vitality oh, versus yeah. those those, play, those guys who are on like that like yeah. championship level are fucking insane. Dude, the first time I watched one of those and like seeing like the actual gameplay of like guys setting up passes for each other, like real professional type of fucking shit, and then like you got these British commentators like like calling it like it's a soccer match. Mm. So they're like super laid back, but then when go people are going on goal, they're losing their minds like. And then they scream, "This is Rocket League." <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking fire. Like the the final ended up in a like a 4-0 sweep, but like the the uh semifinal prior to that was fucking fire, bro. Like hey, they, you know, you know what? When when uh Dragon Ball Tenkaichi 4 comes out, I'm going to play the shit out of that and I'm going to compete. You should, man. I'm so good at that fucking game. That's so me on good. that's yeah. me on Rocket League right now. I've been fucking getting better at like flying and hitting balls off walls. And like I I tried competing in Tekken, and like I'm just like, bro, Dude, how the fuck they're doing there? like these 10, 20 fucking thirty hit combos? Yeah. I'm like, how in the fucking god? Dude, it's sitting there chaining combos together. Bro, being literally, able to you make one wrong move you cannot break the fucking combo you Facts. are dead Facts. you're dead soon as they land one hit on you it's over yeah so like i can't there's nothing there's nothing you can do right at least on marvel versus capcom you, you can, can break and you break. can break yeah, out of yeah. it you have a way to get out of that yeah, shit yeah 
dude like tekken is wild like com like competitive tekken watching that dude like i saw this one dude use akuma from like the tekken 7 engine and just started like doing all these like fucking the spinning top tomato kicks the fucking shoryukens jumping everyone down, was pissed they put one. that dude in the game bro yeah. i'm so listen and i caught him with a raging demon on the way down i was like what the fuck man there was nothing there's nothing you can do the thing i'm excited for i'm i'm excited to see what the guest characters are going to be in the new tekken dude i'm excited just for that one chick that fucking loves coffee Dude, yeah. I watched some of her highlight videos and like the way she would evade evade punches. Dog, you know, you just close combat. Yeah. And she's just bobbing and weaving, and I was like, are they adding that into Tekken? Yes. And I'm like, dude, did you ever play like Fight Night? Yeah. And like the the engine in that, like the bobbing and weaving, yeah. and being able to slip punches and Bro, shit. And you I'm know like, what's gonna be crazy? Fighting games like that. They put it in Dragon Ball Fighter Z with Ultra Instinct Goku. Fire. So the thing is. Ultra Instinct Goku is going to be in Tenkaichi 4. So it's going to be a 3D arena fighter doing the same thing. Dodging. And I'm like, fuck. It's going to be so cool. Because like at that point, they're going to put Ultra Ego Vegeta. And that's going to be so cool. Because like how, how his power works, the more he takes damage, the stronger he gets. Which is fucking wild. Yeah, man. so basically like when he's fighting, he takes a whole fuck ton of damage. And then he has like destruction energy. And then he just like, he no one can fucking hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just i'm so excited for everything coming out Dude, oh, it's man. gonna be fun man like all the shit that we that we have coming out video game wise star wars wise fucking like just i feel like everyone's just trying to make their dopest shit yeah also to you fans out there i'm going to be out of state for two weeks so i, I you sonic j will not be on, on the nerd corner for two whole weeks and I may get a guest for the nerd corner. That's okay. I'll be back after I two may weeks. Or may not. I'm not sure. Or it we'll could just, or just be Papa Stew. Like, listen here. Sonic would say this kind of weird shit, and this is how I would respond. Sonic, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Time to take out the trash. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Please. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy we picked those sounds. Time to take out the trash. Hey, you know what I would say? Take John. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Take John to John Moxley's name and time to take out the trash. Oh Come back, God, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> my God, bro. I would have never taken you for a WWE show, but hey, oh, whatever. Man. Sonic, my brother. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Man, you can follow me home to my bed in my sheets and we can share the night together. But on the real note, you can follow me everywhere at the same handle, which is Sonic J and the number four. That's S-O-N-I-C-J-A-Y and the number four. What does the number four stand for? Because I have four characters in my comic book. I do four different things. I do music, I do comics, I do podcasts, and I do gaming. Facts. Shout out my boy Sonic J. Also, go listen to Training Arc. It's the intro to our show. It's fire. Oh my. So, if you want to follow your boy, I'm at Babyface2. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's if you need these jokes, you chuckle fucks. But also, I'm going to keep it consistent at the end of the show that I keep at the end of every show. I don't need your titty pictures, your ditty pictures, your fur daggers, or your sick invite messages sent to me at MCStizza26 on Snapchat. You could send that shit to Zeus and get left on red and probably screenshotted because he needs those receipts. He needs them, bro. 
shout out my boy but also if you want to follow the show account that's at cbwmns on instagram those dms are open if you have questions for the show that includes the main show that includes fucking 0.5 episodes and that includes your boys here at fucking nerd corner you have questions drop them in those dms we will address them during the show stop trying to offer us scammy shit yeah what he said no more of that scammy saucy shit sussing all over the place get all the sus all over the goddamn place <laughs> sus, 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 sus. but this has been episode eight of the nerd corner we love you guys we'll see you i'll probably see him next week yeah but you'll be out of town i will getting that lamb sus getting that lamb sus where's the lamb sus <laughs> <laughs> we'll see well i'll see you guys next week See you later, guys. Love you.